0: Welcome, Roster Wars, um, to our new home on uh, StreamYard, which is looks like be good fun for now. So uh, welcome back. Uh, it's been a while since we've been here, since uh, we did our little mock draft a few weeks back. So um, how you guys been? You been well,
1: Ross? Yeah, I've been doing all right. It's, uh, there's been a lot going on. Like I said, there's been um, so much happening in Roster Wars uh, with, the, with the drafts. It's uh, been pretty jam-packed. It's a bit of a quiet period now, so just get a bit of relaxing before... Uh, before before it all kicks off again.
0: Nathan, you've been, you been traveling the world and playing cricket, I understand.
2: Yeah, it's been it's been a pretty busy um busy month or so. I was obviously the Easter period I, I went back to, to South Africa to see family and a very close friend of mine had a wedding. Um, so I was out there for a good three weeks sort of uh, throughout the period of sort of the draft um and then got back and pretty much almost immediately headed out to Menorca. Uh, the little island in the Mediterranean that's uh, that's part of Spain. It's uh, not too far from Ibiza and uh, Palma de Mallorca where uh, a lot of the rave sort of uh, islands are, but uh, Menorca is definitely not one of those. It's uh, it's quite a quaint uh, little island and um, it, it, it almost feels still sort of Back in the ages it's, it's very basic quite sort of arid terrain and uh, and um yeah not not that built up quite quite local still very very spanish and then yeah it's just been sort of non-stop um work's been busy but uh, as you say back to sort of nfl and watching the draft and trying to keep up with the otas now and it just feels like it's getting closer and closer i think um it was tyler that posted earlier that it's about 100 days until kickoff so flipping hell we uh
0: before we realise that, I think week one will be upon us. Yeah, and sooner, sooner rather than later, I'm, I'm getting sort of withdrawals. We're in this sort of dead period now of we're literally watching people not train properly, not wearing pads, just talk, walking around. It, it's it's a it's always a difficult period of the season, but it, it's, we can also make it good fun. And obviously, with roster wars never stops either, right? so there's always we've had the RFA with, you Yeah, know, you've had the draft, uh, which we'll talk about. Um, I would just like to say, as I think Ross pointed out earlier on, I had the best draft. In the room here so 100 record no reaches perfect picks so i'm happy with that this year when uh,
2: Ge- now when, when is your next pick mike
0: t- 2025 oh
2: there we go that's, that's a good class i believe i, I hope that's it's a really t- good one
0: since since joining roster wars i've only ever picked three players
2: and those are uh
0: that will be javante williams uh nick bolton and uh um, Zavin Collins. That's my only yeah, three okay. draft picks I've made in the entire time I've been in Roster Wars. Wow. three, and bad? Yeah, not yeah. too bad. And Zavin Collins had a, had, a, had a better season last year, so... And hopefully Javante comes back as a, the player he was, So we'll see.
2: Not with Samadji Purine, Tom.
0: He's only, he's, he's only keep, keeping the seat warm. So... Oh, yeah, I guess I hope all the Broncos fans out there I hope that the uh, the Broncos come back to life this year. So we'll see, we'll see indeed. Um, so shall we, let's start. Let's kick off talking about your drafts in particular. Uh, let's let's start here. Let's let's cover in the room first. Um, Nathan, how do you feel you didn't? What what? Yeah, what what were your picks? Like, look at your your draft picks here.
2: Yeah. So I didn't have a first. Um... So basically my first season in Roster Wars, I thought uh, sort of uh, trying to go in a bit, I had a decent team. I I ended up sneaking, uh, winning the chapter on the last sort of week. And uh, and then I I think I traded a first for something like Tyler Lockett and Noah Fant and regretting it down the line. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I went into the draft with no first round capital. Um, I traded away. I'm trying to think. I picked up the second round because I think I traded. Uh, linebacker. I think Logan Wilson. Um, I got a. I got the second rounder for Logan Wilson uh, with uh, with Kenny and the counselors. Um, yeah, it, it's difficult. My, my team sort of capitulated in year two uh, in the PP. Um, I had quite a lot of bad injuries. I traded Josh Allen away quite early. Um, so because I put myself in that sticky position, I knew straight away that a rebuild is is, is what was necessary. Uh, but I had a rebuild without any elite draft picks. So I was left at sort of a mid-late second. Um, I had a couple of third-rounders, a couple of fourth-rounders, fourth and fifth-rounders. Um, so it sort of dropped to me at the 208. I'm just trying to look um, at the overall... A table who sort of went after me at the 208. But I, I, I tend to feel when you are looking at a rebuild, and you guys must sort of interject and, and, and sort of give your opinions as well, but I tend to feel the longevity really is in the wide receivers um, when it comes to sort of looking at a rebuild. Uh, and although I'm I'm very running back needy, um, I felt that going with Jonathan Mingo at the 208 was better than uh, going IDP side. Um, and in terms of the other options, there was sort of Rashi Rice, there was Luke Musgrave, uh, Josh Downs, uh, Marvin Mims. What, Ross, what I, I know you guys sort of obviously um, spoke about sort of where you saw the rookie wide receivers, but in terms of grading sort of Mingo um, and Jalen Reed and Rashi Rice and some of those guys in the PP that went after, where, where did you stand on some of those receivers?
1: Yeah, I think, well, first, in terms of drafting for need, I don't think anyone should ever draft for need, like, regardless of the state, like, rebuild or um, contending. Like, just ha- picking any, maybe except for quarterback, but picking any um, rookie and expecting them to have, like, year one production is just, like, a fool's errand. That's when you see guys like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire go in front of Jonathan Taylor, and it's just a, a horror show. But in terms of Mingo, um I think... I like Jaden Reed a little bit better, um, just personally. I just like the, the talent a bit more. Um, Mingo's in a probably a better situation. He's got a wide open sort of depth chart. Uh, DJ Chark, I think, is the, the the biggest thing in his way to to opportunity and to targets. And he's obviously with the the rookie quarterback who can sort of grow with him as well. Um, so I wouldn't. Like, I prefer Jaden Reed, but at the end of the second, Jonathan Mingo, I think he's a he's a decent pick. Um, I've seen him go early second in a lot of places, and that's just far too rich for me. Um, but I'm a lot more comfortable where you took him. And like you said, the the options around there, Rashi Rice just doesn't do it for me. Um, he's another one who's a a, a landing spot, darling. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not. I don't see the Chiefs' land, uh, wide receiver as like a maybe a a premium spot because um, they just throw to Kelsey and the running backs, and yeah, everyone else just picks up the scraps.
0: Yeah. I think Sky Moore was a similar situation last year, right? So he, he was he was coming in as really high-touted, and he's going to the high-powered offense of the Chiefs, and hasn't really got going. I guess year two could be a year he he might you know once he's you know more dialed into them. But yeah, look you're you're, looking, you're, you're, the, you're the fifth wide receiver off the board there as well. So um,
2: yeah, I I, I I just felt that um, having done two seasons and, and Roster was actually my first IDP league. Um, So I sort of threw myself a little bit into the deep end, but I I feel like I've sort of come to terms with it relatively quickly. And I don't know, I I just – I don't see a lot of immediate value on on rookies in terms of the IDP side. Um, And because of that, I tend not really to want to use too much premium draft capital unless, obviously, some of the absolute elite uh, IDP guys felt to me. Look, I I could maybe have reached for someone like a Jalen Carter – or, or, or someone along those lines. But but e- e- even so, Luke, uh, what's his name? Lucas uh, Van Ness went pretty much 209, which, look, I think it was the highest taking in terms of the leagues. I didn't feel the right play for me at that time uh, was to dart throw at IDP. It was more to dart throw on the offensive side. So that's why you can see, sort of, in the early in the third round, um, I made the play on, on uh, Roshkin Johnson at 301. I just like his situation. And again, this is a bit of a need, but also I do have him sort of in terms of the running backs that were left on the table. You still had uh, Taiji T- 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 Spears, um, there was still Tank Bigsby, who, and even Chase Brown, were also as good. I just, I don't know, there's something about Roshkin Johnson that I like the look of. Um, I think he was slept on a bit because he obviously played second field to Bijan. Um, and then over and above, I sort of, I went for the dart throw on the quarterback and hookup just cause I thought he might, might go and I can sort of stash him cause I'm in a situation where my quarterbacks, I've got Kyler Murray on a one year contract and I've got Trey Lance in three years. So I have a lot of potential there, but I could be in a position in one year's time where I don't actually have a quarterback at all. Um, so it is a bit of a worry. Uh, but that's why I sort of see myself, I've got three first rounders next year. Um, so I'm sort of, um, hoping that one of them is, is close enough to the one-on-one to look at guys like sort of Caleb Williams and Drake May. Um, and then I went for another sort of wide receiver dart throw at the 307 at Jalen Hyatt. Um, yeah, Mike, you obviously being, uh, being the Bears man, what, what are your thoughts on Johnson and, and my sort of, my, my dart throws in the third round there?
0: So I quite like a look at Johnson. Obviously we've moved on from Monty, he's gone to the Lions, um, whether or not he'd be the feature back to start off, with, I don't know. But he, he's, he hasn't got much mileage on the clock. What he did have, I've, what I've seen on tape, he looked he looked pretty decent behind Bijan. Um, I, I think you know by the, end of the, by the second half of the season he could be the feature back if his if his progress comes on and he you know he held him held him back at college was Bijan Robinson. You know the Bears might have picked up a real gem um, there, but time will tell on that. Obviously, I, I, I yeah, you know, the running the running back room in Chicago is not world class. It's not. It's not the greatest. Um, I, I. I mean, Don Don Foreman had a good sort of year last year, but you know whether or not that continues, we we'll have to sort of see how it goes on. Um, Hendon Hook is obviously an interesting one for you as well. But um, well, he's rehabbing at the moment with his ACL, and he's about to turn forty-five. I think is he forty-six this year? He's, he's one of the old. <laughs> um, I was listening to this morning. I was watching. The, this is a Good Morning Football. He, he, he you know, he's, he's he's saying and doing the right things. He's trying to learn. This is a red shirt year for him, right? He's he's not he's not likely to play much football this year. So uh, I guess we'll sort of see more progress with him. Um, think Mingo, like you said, he's the interesting one. He, he's the one that's got you know the ability to to break out more. I think in in year one uh, with a red rifle under under centre for the first thirty minutes and then. Uh, the, the rookie comes in and uh, yeah it could obviously spend yeah, rookie mini camps together as well they hopefully building the bond so i think yeah i think i think that's you know like you said you start getting more and more darts for as you go down um zach evans
1: yeah look, and, uh, uh, yeah,
2: so. in the fourth day i, I obviously went to zach evans because i am a cam makers owner like for for good or for bad i've got cam makers and and i don't know what the situation is going to be there in, in 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 la and um Look, I'm a I'm an old Miss fan. I like I support the Rebels uh, uh, in my college football side of things. So I like Zach Evans. I don't think he's going to like the world like. but I think he's in a situation that who knows if 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 the Rams do get fed up with Cowmakers again, there's not much competition there. And uh, and again, it was more a landing spot. And then yeah, there's not there's not much too too more to sort of speak about my draft. You can sort of see I got to the stage where I just went on flyers and sort of second year linebackers as opposed to looking at rookie players. So I picked up, um, who was it? I picked up uh, Terrell Bernard, I picked up Jacob Phillips, and then I picked up Jack Gibbons, who are all sort of three second-year, third-year linebackers, who I feel are moving into position um, in their depth charts where they might get more snaps. And we can see a bit more of them. I don't know, Ross, what's your opinion on drafting sort of, uh, not necessarily rookie, sort of veteran IDP guys during, during a draft?
1: Yeah, I think it tends to bear fruit. I mean, just thinking about the Rising Rookies draft last year, we had Cody Barton going in the fourth, and he turned out to have a really good season um, for the Pigskins. And then I believe the Zay Flowers was another pick late on as well. Um, So it does they tend to get a lot better production because you obviously don't have that. A first one or two years of the the rookie learning and developing so you sort of skip that and go straight to the production if there is going to be any production um, so yeah I don't mind it and I was looking at uh, Bernard myself and uh, rising rookies and I really like him as a sort of breakout candidate, I know they drafted Dorian Williams who I also really like but they seem to be drafting a year in advance or a year or two in advance that organisation just because they're really well run and that's what you do um, so i think bernard's going to get a shot uh, maybe even the first shot at it and that's going to be a productive spot next to man milano so I'll, i really like that pick and i've also owned jacob phillips um, and and a couple of leagues to be honest Um he he's a he's a player who he seems to be efficient when he gets on the field and he did have some production last year so he's he's sort of like a due for a breakout i think so yeah i definitely see the value in taking those guys over some of the rookies but i do I have to admit that I had to Google Jack Gibbons because I have no idea who he is. I feel like I go pretty deep with IDP, but I didn't, I didn't have that one. Definitely not.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I just, I just, um, I just looked at sort of, you know, how there's that thing in the research where it just gives you the projected well, points. Um, and, the, and obviously, sort of
0: most interesting pick Nathan. I do believe we lost you
2: yeah is this is it me lagging or, or is it Mike
1: you're back it's making, it's making. that's me don't worry
2: it? don't worry yeah we can hear you I think you're back Roscoe can you hear me I can hear you
1: yeah that's okay cool well,
2: yeah. We're, 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 that's a that's a great picture as well Here that he's on <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I think – I don't know. I, I like the look of sort of the linebackers, and I think um, Jack Gibbons was another one that was just projected to to sort of <laughs> score points. So that's why I just sort of thought I'd, I'd go in on Jack Gibbons and, and, and take another dart throw because in those later rounds, the sort of fifth, sixth rounders, there's really slim pickings. Um, so that's why I just thought just in the rebuild um, to go for that. I've, and, I, and I've got quite – Quite a high i've got firsts and two seconds next year which really need to be sort of hits um and obviously i tried to save a bit of warbucks so i've sort of got 90 warbucks in the shell in in the shed so hopefully next off season will be uh, a year to sort of speed around the sort of rebuild um are you back with us mike
0: i am indeed i, I think foster Moreau cut me off i was about to ask you how, how he how he how he must feel being cut and then re- rehired the space for a few days so that he must have cut look, I,
2: look he was on a three-year contract with me um when he was diagnosed with with um with cancer um although it seems like quite a uh, quite a treatable. And curable sort of uh, diagnosis, clearly, because he's obviously been sort of re-signed by the Saints. So he was cut as a free agent. I dropped him, and I subsequently uh, apologized to him and redrafted him in the seventh <laughs> round. And uh, he's back with the Saints.
0: Well, I wish you luck for the season, you then.
2: <laughs> yeah, look, I, I wish him uh, luck for 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 the New Orleans Saints, let alone the Stellenbosch Saints. Saints. Um, but no, that's uh, that's sort of my uh my thinking and my sort of strategy behind that draft in a nutshell really um it didn't have much elite um elite value in terms of picks so sort of had to quite a few offensive dart throws and, and a few sort of second year idp players
0: okay so so while we're here let, let's let's have a look at the rest of the, the sort of pro, the Popers in prospects draft and if we if we think of anyone's kind of made some absolute Blinder of uh, picks in here, and he already reaches? Any sort of thoughts? Maybe, maybe, maybe Nate, you should you shouldn't comment too much on this, as, as your uh, your co-stars in your league. Ross, yeah. any, any sort of thoughts of
1: anyone? Uh, for me, I, 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 one of the best picks I had was Roshan Johnson, actually, in the third. But I like the some of the running backs that went also in the third. Um, I think this is just a net, the players that I like, so it's just uh, it's a common theme when I'm looking at everyone's draft. It's just uh, players that, that I like. But I like uh, Ty J Spears um, going three away to the, to the counselors. He was a obviously he was a third round pick in the the NFL draft, and I think he's in a he's a talented player. where I think we all liked him on the the United Nations rookie summit pod, um, and he's could have a. a Sort of a path to, to touches, if not this year, then definitely next year, where King Henry looking like on, on the edge.
0: Yeah, so yeah, the heir to the so, throne of King Henry.
1: Heir to the throne, yeah, that's a good, yeah. good analogy, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought
0: the interesting one was um, the lady who confesses to know nothing about IDP taking uh, Wood Anderson in the at the 110, although well, that was quite a a, a bold move. I guess obviously needs must if you you know that's a player you're looking for and drafting. Um, uh, Sam Laporta taking him at the start of the second. I think maybe it, you know, some of these sort of preseason reviews are quite good of what he's been doing, so that could be quite an interesting one.
2: Yeah, just, um, just to give some some sort of context to that. Look, it was I think it was um, Keith's. Fourth, fourth pick already, and he and had sort of... Keith obviously had that, uh, that elite draft value, so he went Bijan, he went CJ Stroud, he went Jack Campbell. He sort of ticked all the needs, and, and he is quite tight and needy, so he was at a bit of a luxury there to go sort of sound porter. But as you say, he went over Michael May, and um, I don't know about you guys, I sort of... I really like May, although May is more sort of a... Uh, historically more of a blocking sort of tight end, or at least he's got that sort of attribute to him. I just think that is gonna see the the field a lot more than the will, but I don't know, that it's all speculation early season
0: anyway. Well they they a sort of quarterback out in Vegas at the moment. Sounds like sounds like Jimmy G's gonna start the season cropped yet again, so that'll be interesting.
1: Get Brady
0: back. Um, get anyone else on this list that uh
1: I didn't. Uh, I was talking about reaches. Like I thought, uh, Lucas Vanessa. I think you touched on him earlier. Like I thought, I was um, a bit high for me. Um, he's obviously a first round pick, uh, but two, in the second round, uh, you could probably get him in the third round, definitely. Um, but I just think he's going to take some time to develop. He's a developmental player. So is he going to maybe trade for him next year? They give up a second or a third round pick, and you've you've. Got the same value, but I think he's a developmental player and I would not have picked him this high. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. No, I, I tend to agree in comparison, with that, but... Yeah, go ahead,
0: so In comparison, he was taken at the 409 in the RR. I was trying to see, it. and the uh, 402 in the TT, and I'm trying to find him in the DD now, but.
2: But then just to give a little bit of context behind that, obviously, it was, um, it was the Dallas Spurs. And if you sort of looked at their picks, their next pick was the 407. So, um, obviously, they, they were sort of deliberating whether or not he would make it to the 407. Maybe trading back would have been a better option there, if possible, to sort of get back into the third. But if Lucas Van Ness is your guy and you, you're at the 209 nine, your next pick is the 407, you probably are tempted to take him but um i agree probably a bit of a reach but uh, that's just a little bit of the context behind the pick
0: yeah three 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 eleven in the dd as well so but yeah. okay okay so, yeah if, if you if you ask me if, you, if you've got to wait 20-odd picks to your next pick and your guy's there i guess you you, you take him so
2: yeah you see uh, you see strange things happen but um no, it was, yeah, it was an interesting draft. I think it was, done, it was done in sort of good spirits. There were a lot of sort of good comments, and I tried to get sort of the reviews out as quickly as possible. And, yeah, life got busy, so I wasn't able to get much further than the third round. But um, I think there are quite a lot of data, throws, and it's going to be interesting to see um, see who who, who who actually breaks out this year and, and, and what teams can compete. I think Keith's team is is, is looking – Keith's had a very nice draft there, getting sort of Beja and – um as i said earlier CJ child campbell laporte and then he picked up rushy rice and downs so he's got loads of dart throws there so yeah i think uh, i think the falcons have definitely uh, improved their depth quite considerably
0: then yeah, looking look in here see carla with with anthony richardson uh jsn i guess actually look, thinking about it, t- taking with Anderson then at one tennis, she's had two good offensive picks in her first two picks so yeah up on the idp side yeah okay Maybe I've, I've tracked my reach comment on that one then. Okay, great. So where should we look? There, should we look at the look at the, uh, the, the main league and have a look at see, see what these guys, the the, uh, the real pros, have uh, been up to? Yeah, yeah we're talking about. the
2: Arara is the
1: main league. We're the we're the yeah, best well, we're, best we're, league in... and <laughs> we're saving the best and
0: last. Best till last. Yeah, <laughs> fastest, best, everything, perfect. Yeah. Um, when I had a quick look, look at sort of the TT, and I thought you look at some of the picks on that, I mean, there's obviously the, the top six in pretty much every divisions, every conference has gone, okay, not in the same order, but it's perhaps the same six, seven guys are in that that top six, seven numbers. Um, I thought Kend- Kendra Miller going at uh, the 202, in the TT, in comparison to some of the other conferences, was, was maybe a little bit high. Um, but then on the same time, um, Taji Spears going in the 210 same team. So if, if they went up on some good running backs there. Um, so a good little sort of combination. Um, yeah, I think Han uh, Yang players. also got
2: um, he also picked up Devon a chain at the 206. Yeah,
0: yeah yes, indeed. just looking here, yeah. At the uh, 206. So he's stocking up that running back room of young, young guys. Um so I guess in this league it makes sense. He's yeah, you know, they, they're more productive when they're younger and less banged up, some of these guys. So um very few obviously can still be doing it 28, 29. Um Else in here.
1: Um, yeah i like to yeah. uh, so, talking running backs again like i like to uh, tack bigsby at 309 and yeah. um, just the end of third I, obviously a I, I, I quick bias i took him myself um but 309's a really good range i think and uh, he's 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 a power back and he's going to complement Etienne well and the, the Jags and Pederson are obviously committed to having multiple backs. So I think he can see some opportunity early and we'll see if he takes it or not and becomes a yeah. fantasy relevant. But I thought it was a, a good a good value there. I think I read yeah, something today. Um
2: yeah I think I think I read something today. But again this is OTA so a lot of it can be a lot of smoke but um they were they were talking about sort of the backfield in Jacksonville and how they t- they intend on on controlling uh Travis Etienne's uh, volume um so it will be interesting whether that's sort of injury related whether it becomes more sort of as you said a receiving back option maybe this becomes a bit of sort of a Kamara, a Mark Ingram type backfield where you've got sort of your your and pound guy and Bigsby and then your sort of uh third down back in in, in Etienne who has big upside so yeah it will be, it will be interesting to see how that offense progresses because They've obviously gone with Calvin Ridley as well. Um, he's obviously back from his suspension, so I like the look of the Jags. And I know I'm getting a little bit sidetracked, Mike, but uh, we've got Jacksonville versus uh, the Buffalo Bills in London. So, uh, uh, Roscoe, I think you you need to. We need to all try and get tickets for that and get down to London for that. Well,
0: I've already got tickets for the uh, Jacksonville Falcons games. Again. Okay i'm trying to get tickets next week but I've, also, I've already got tickets for the jackson field versus uh falcons game already so so i'll be seeing two games this year at the moment where it's going hopefully some more Good. um anyone else on this uh on the in the tt we need to look at here do you think or yeah
2: look i think i think jack campbell again he sort of sneaks into into the first thing, i think Again, we're talking about E and his, his his absolute behemoth of the team, the the the, KCGS, the sort of Kane County Goon squad. Like he obviously had the luxury; he picked up JSN, went Jack Campbell. Uh, there wasn't much uh, much picking after that. I think he only then again picked sort of in the sixth round. Um, so he 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 sort of added to an already strong squad there. But yeah, look, I'm 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 still pretty anti sort of IDP that early in drafts, regardless of of how good they are. But I don't know, I think um I think Jack Campbell is clearly um the elite linebacker from this rookie class that goes straight into volume as opposed to sort of how good the guy is really. But we all know he's one of one of the one of the leading prospects there. So I don't know. Um as sort of Ross touched on earlier, Kendra Miller um also a bit sort of on the high side, but yeah, I think it's um, – I think uh, Sam and his, his Mad Goats did pretty well sort of in the late second, early third with a few sort mm-hmm. of um, upside picks. But it looks like a pretty well-rounded, as you say. Luke, Lucas Van Ness was in the early fourth. Um, Zach Evans sort of in the mid-fourth. Um, Ross, what's your
1: what are your thoughts on, on Keyshawn Boutte? He He's a bit of an enigma, isn't he? Because he, he's yeah. got the talent – um, or two years ago he had the talent um, but he just doesn't seem that interested so I wonder if he's went to the Patriots and people say oh it's a good place to go Bill Belichick will get him sorted out but um, it could go the other way and it could just yeah. he could be cut and he could just never see the NFL again and um, so I'm not sure I like him and um, think the fourth round here is a bit much for me personally i'd be looking at maybe the sixth or seventh but um sam had so many picks and um, he took quite a lot of good players as well i liked i liked his draft quite a lot Um but i can see booty i can see, Bute, I can see it going either way to be honest for but i do like what i saw from him two years ago yeah and i'm sort of rooting for him as well to 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 get back to what he was because there's a lot of haters um at the time saying that he, he can't do it and he's not got a good attitude and all that so hope he can get get his get, get his act together
0: yeah, in contrast tyler took him at the 609 so that's kind of yeah a sort of the nice. spread spread between the uh the sort of the the tierings
1: there um the one that just i just, I just think now, it's a uh, Sorry, I just think uh, when, when I'm doing my tiers, I look at the NFL draft and that sort of sorts them into tiers for me. So uh, Booty was a, a, a sixth round pick uh, in the NFL draft and he's going in the fourth round when there's probably guys going a wee bit later um, who are higher up uh, in the actual NFL draft. So that's, that's how I sort myself out. But again, like I said, Sam had a lot of picks already and he's probably just taking guys that he liked at that stage.
0: One thing that stood out the TT for me was Greg with the uh, California nightmare, there, taking Bryce Young, taking uh, uh, Will Lewis. He, he stocked up two young sort of QBs that might come through. Considering he's already holding Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson, that's a pretty strong QB room he's got there now. So be that for, for a long long term, um, he's got Jackson on one and Herbert on two. So he can you know, stop those guys up behind and maybe get some trade value out of either the, the, the current starters or the backups. Yeah. So,
2: <laughs> The, the the one thing I've also just noticed, just skimming through their draft, is there was not one veteran taken in their draft. They it was a full draft of uh, rookies. Um, so obviously that either means one of two things: either these guys uh, think that this is a very strong rookie class, or or they prefer to sort of use their draft capital on rookies and and look onto the sort of the waivers for uh, for other veterans, or or maybe there wasn't much depth on the veteran side of things.
1: Yeah, I'm not
0: sure about free agents, but yeah, I'm just looking here. One so of one of the most polarizing players I've noticed across all four conferences is Darnell Washington. He seems to be going from well, we got him in the, in the RR. He's going at the 306. He goes at the 409 to Sam in the TT, uh, and then he's down as far as the 710 to Bob at the slashes. In, in the r and the uh, dd just it's, it's a very polarizing view of a, of, a, of a any player um especially a tight end in the tight end premium league right
2: yeah and he went 5-10 in the pp to uh, the dallas spurs i think it's very difficult i think i think a lot of people um have got quite a strong positive opinion on on pat frymouth but i think um and, and i think because frymouth has done Relatively well, considering um, it, it was the landing spot that I think, if anything, has deterred them massively as opposed to who he was, because he, he was quite highly sort of um, projected in terms of his draft capital, and everyone thought he was going to be um, a good, like a, a good option fantasy-wise. But it did come down to sort of landing spots and I think I think the reality is he's still going to be productive and he's going to get a lot of time on the field there. I think, I think they need to sort of that offensive line. Um, and I think um, someone like Tomlin has done so well with his wide receivers um, that I think he does need sort of a, uh, an escape valve. And, 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 done that. I don't know, it's, it's difficult to see the volume for Donald Washington. Um, and I think that's what deters people as opposed to sort of the player himself. And, um, I don't know that's that's just my feeling i like the guy and i think he'll do well uh in in the nfl and i think he's definitely going to make the, the steelers a better team Um, it's just he's just not a fantasy relevant player in my opinion
1: yeah a, the usage has always been the question um for fantasy purposes anyway Um, obviously he's a great blocker and that's not what we want for fantasy. we want the guys who are flexed out uh, in the slot and catching 100 balls but uh yeah so tight ends just take ages to develop as well. So, like, it takes quite a lot for me to pick a tight end because I'm just not going to get the return. I've been burned too many times. I've still got Noah Fant on the roster waiting to break out. Um, So, yeah, uh, I think people see the talent and then you've got the guys who are looking at, the, like you said, maybe the the blocked depth chart, maybe the usage, and also the um, just tight ends not being great in general, but the athletic upside as a player
0: attractive to quite a few people. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a more of a blocking tight end than a, than a sort of pass catching, but I guess they can develop him as goes along. Um I think obviously the, the wide receiver options in Pittsburgh aren't top tier as well. Obviously, that they've got one of the greatest uh wide receivers in Averrov joining, uh, which obviously doesn't detract from anyone else, <laughs> anyone else in there. So I guess yeah, adding another option in there it'd be quite interesting. So um, let's try to see if anyone else in there that kind of interesting. Obviously, style's changed across to uh, the TT, so he's a, looking at his draft. He didn't have an awful lot of picks, but seems to added some good, good prospects in there with Will Allison in defence, and he's taken um, really good. Lost it now. Luke Musgrave, quite quite after in the third round, I think it was three oh eight. So he, he, yeah, that's sort of building up a quite a good sort of young core as well, since he's changed moved across. Um Okay, if we look at the uh, the TT, sorry the DD even, so obviously that was almost uh, one man had the, all the draft picks in the Silver Ballers. He had so, so many picks in the first first half of this this draft, um, and then obviously then you got this uh, degenerates as well taking two QBs at two and three.
2: Yeah, it, quite, quite an it, interesting play. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to sort of to sort of look at because I don't know. Derek was. He had some, we had obviously four back-to-back picks in the first round. You got 107, 108, 109, 110. But um, that was really on, on the cusp of, as we said earlier, just outside that elite top six that we are talking about. And I think, I don't know, maybe it was difficult to sort of break into that that, that top six. But and I'm pretty sure Derek would have obviously um, exercised every avenue possible to try to trade up. Um but to me, if you do look at his team, it is it's it's gonna be a serious rebuild. You've got Mac Jones and Jimmy G and then even your running backs, you've got nothing there. You've got Devon Achain, Um, and I think quite a lot of people have documented this, um, just sort of following the threads and 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 sort of talking about um about Derek's team. But you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, mm-hmm. that you you got ten safeties in, in this in this side and then only four linebackers. It's Look, I don't want to sort of talk out of out of merit here, but it, it is obviously a bit, just a bit of a messy situation there for Derek. And I think, look, he had, he had so much draft cap there. Um, and I think he's done the best he could with the picks he had in the sense that you're 107 to 110. I think going Johnson, Addison, get Flowers, ticks a lot of boxes there. Um, but he hasn't really addressed running back or quarterback, which – again maybe that's next year's uh next year's problem to sort of deal with um but i think um i think this this uh the silver ball are going to, it's definitely going to be a slightly longer
1: rebuild for Derek. yeah i think when you're rebuilding you just want talented players so the talented players that can obviously contribute to your team but then talented players that you can have value and then you can flip so if you're struggling at running back and Next year, then you could flip one of these wide receivers and get a running back. Um, But I think he was—he was in, like you said, it was the end of a tier for me. So the top nine, I would say ten, if you include Dalton Kincaid, who I'm just not going to pick because he's a tight end. Um, So top ten, that was a drop off of the maybe second tier of guys. Um, So I think he he picked up a lot of talent, and then after that, the one eleven is where you start getting questionable picks, and then. I think that was the biggest reach for me was uh, Marvin Mims at 111. Dan's um, quite a big reach, I think. Like he's a talented player, but you look at the situation in Denver, and he's got a lot of guys blocking him. And obviously, there's talk of those guys getting traded, but. I like to, after the draft, I like listening to the, the press conferences of all the GMs and the coaches. And when he talked about Mims, they said he's a great player, but they talked about special teams, like so often that it just makes me think he's just going to be a return guy, like for his whole career. That put me off a wee bit, but yeah, a bit of a reach out in the first round. What do you guys think? Do you think about Mims? His,
0: his landing spot in Denver, it, you know, it, the wide receiving court, okay, it's not, it wasn't great last year, a lot of has to do with the quarterback play as well last year. They've got some. They've got some good talent already there. So whether he can break it, obviously Hamler spends most of his time on the injury in the injury room. So maybe that, maybe he's the guy that sort of steps in to take up on that side once he's more bedded in. Um, yeah, I mean possibly. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I'm trying to look at the Mus- 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 his, uh Yeah,
2: look, it's, uh, I'm looking at the Muskie's squad now. I mean, he's he's now with 14 wide receivers on his roster, of which obviously one, two, three, four, four of them are rookies. He took. Obviously, A.T. Perry, the, the Saints wide receiver in the fifth round. He took Mingo at the two twelve. Um, You obviously got Xavier Hutchinson in the seventh. Um, and if you lo- look at his wide receiver group, you've got, you've got Ayuk, who, who's going to be relevant. You've got uh, Rashad Bacon coming off an injury. Hopefully, Dubes sort of breaks out again and doesn't become uh, sort of into a bit of a timeshare in targets. I'm not too optimistic about Josh Palmer. I think Josh Palmer is going to lose quite a few targets to to Quinton Johnson now. But then again, all the, it depends on on, on the, the the health of um, Keenan Allen and uh, and uh, Mike Williams, Juju Smith's Just a, I see why I see why the Muskies have have dart thrown thrown that wide receiver. But at the same time, I don't know the 111. They've also got a lot of running backs and. and it, it's um it's a big squad what they've got 60 players um 60 players rostered um it's um yeah it's tough to see what Dan is is actually sort of looking at how he's looking at building here through through his draft and um when if you just sort of look at his comment obviously uh, he's talking about Sean Payton obviously stamping um putting all putting his stamp on the offense but um yeah, I think I think that is a little bit of a reach for Marvin Mims, but at the at the same time, if that's your guy, that's your guy. And what are the picks did the Muskies have? Their next pick was two twelve. They win Mingo in three twelve. They took a tight end. Um, yeah, it's difficult to 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 really think where else they would have gone. But yeah, I, I think one eleven is a little bit high for Marvin Mims personally as well.
0: Yeah, the other one that's standing out to me in this little bit is the um, Jack Campbell pick. I'm looking across, obviously similar in the, the TT with uh, Eric taking him as well. So that's quite that's quite a, a strong statement from teams to take a linebacker in this in this class at the one one twelve. So I'm um, just looking at obviously the you know it's a pretty it's a pretty solid roster. It was competing last year, so I guess it's adding talent to what you've already got and stocking up on the players you need. Um, yeah, that was a yeah, that's kind of a, a strong statement from both those sort of teams who competed last year to 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 bring in linebackers so early.
2: One um, of them, um, one of my favorite drafts though in, in the DD was um, was Rob and, and the Las Vegas degenerates. I think um, if you sort of look at his draft here, he obviously had two elite picks. He had the 102 and 103. and um, and with Bijan going 101, um you could almost excuse someone for each—I wouldn't say reaching—but you could excuse someone going Jamal Gibbs or Jason at the 103 there. But I think um, I think Rob did very well there to sort of stick um, stick to his guns and go go Anthony Richardson and Bryce Young. He's obviously got Gino and he's got Kirk Cousins, so he's in a, he's in a situation where he's going to have four. Uh, you'd like to hope for starting quarterbacks in the NFL by the end of the season, um, and that could really sort of cash in value then. On the running back side, he picked on Roshan Johnson, although some people might say a bit high at the 210, like Ross said earlier. I, I, I like him as well. I, I was fortunate enough to get him at the three oh one. But then Jalen Carter, Taji Spears, Jalen Hyatt. I, I like what I I, I, do, I like these 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 picks that um, that Rob has there and even Juice Vaughn at the six oh two and then and then why not a luxury pick at the six oh seven with Jake Moody? Um but I, yeah, I don't know what Ross what are your thoughts? Up. What, what what are
1: your thoughts on that um, on on Rob's draft? Uh, well, the, the Jake Moody pick just completely ruins it for me. Like, you shouldn't not be drafting kickers. It's it's unforgivable. Like, you don't get the the luxury of having a taxi squad guy because no one's going to claim him off the taxi squad. So you're not going to get an extra pick. And what's the point in having a kicker in your taxi squad? Just wait until get pick someone off waivers. Like, it's just just wait. I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not having. Uh, any kicker getting drafted and he was drafted in every single draft like every single conference which is which is absolutely crazy but uh, the, shutout, yeah, the, the effect is, yeah, yeah yeah he's a kicker kicker club and um, I think uh, it's easy to look at guys who have like a lot of picks and say that they've done really well because oh look at all these players that they got um, but I think Rob did do well to get um, some impactful players and he definitely needs the impactful players um, I think we've talked about uh, Roshan Johnson, Ty J Spears already um, about guys who who we we like. Um, so yeah, he's 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 done a decent job, and he maybe needs to string together a, a couple more of these drafts or uh, RFA's to add talent. But um, yeah, he's, he's done well. But um, uh, for me, like another one that I liked, obviously maybe not got the elite level picks, was um, Bob and the Slashers. He didn't have a pick until two o two. He took Will Levis, but then uh, at two o nine he took Zach Charbonnet, which is like a, a full round um, discount compared to every other conference. And as much as I uh, didn't like the spot that he landed in, like he's he was drafted highly and he's he's got he's got some talent and he will get some touches in Seahawks. So, what did you guys think? Do you think that was of Bob's draft in general as well as just Zach Charbonnet?
0: Yeah, I think I think he. he... He, he's going to be a player that's going to be like, like a bit, bit, bit like the uh, Jaguars, right? He, he will start seeing more touches. They'll start using more a committee, committee approach. Like more and more teams are realizing it's not just having one lead back anymore. Unless unless the guy's absolutely exceptional, you need to spread longevity of the players. I mean, it's next game of season. All the all these things are sort of they obviously seen last year. The wear and tear of these guys. Uh, I think yeah, I think I think it is. It is a clever pick. Also, like uh, obviously, your guy um The uh, Jets running back using to cement his starting place at my, above everybody else at the Jets running back room, which is obviously getting quite busy now, isn't it? There's quite well, a few I, run, I, good running I backs. Actually, I
2: room. really, I really want to hear Ross's opinion of Israel a bit of candy because I, 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 I also. The the fantasy football addict that I am, I got into sort of campus to campus, campus to canton leagues that uh, Shaq talks about. And and I joined one or two last season. And I was quite lucky to have Israel Banakande out of pits. And he was an absolute monster in college football. And so he was someone that I was just looking at at sort of maybe a late sort of dart throw, possibly. And then when I saw his landing spot in the Jets, I was like, you've absolutely killed him. But I don't know, Rossi, as the Jets fan, what what was your thoughts on the pick? And, and, and do you think he has any chance of being productive there?
1: Yeah, I really, I really like that from a Jets perspective, from a fan fandom perspective. He's, he's big and he's fast, and he can rip off the big, massive runs and just like make a difference. Um, and and that's what we really needed. That's quite similar to what Brees Hall was doing early last year, just ripping off 60-yard runs out of nowhere. Uh, I'm not saying he's as good as Brees Hall. I'm just saying in terms of um, some of the things that he can do. Um, but I think he, his path to fantasy production is going to be injuries, and it's going to be an injury to Brees Hall um, although Brees isn't going to get 100% of the snaps and it's going to be a split backfield, I don't think there's going to be a second Jets running back that is productive after Brees. Um, he, Michael Carter's like done he's he's just a, a locker room leader right now he's not he's not going to contribute much and the other guys I don't see have much impact so this the RB2 job is there for Abana Kanda if he wants it and the other thing he's quite young as well he's really young so he's got um, a lot of time and space to develop um, so from a jet standpoint love it from a fantasy angle I think he needs something to happen for him to have value. But he's get look where he's getting picked. He's getting picked in the fourth round, late fourth round. So I've no qualms taking him there. And I yeah. think he was sort of at the, the top of that next tier of guys who who are like backup running backs.
2: And, and and where does that leave Michael Carter? Do you think Michael Carter's
1: finished in New York or Well, he's not finished. He'll be kicking it around, but in terms of fantasy production, <clears throat> I think he's finished. I think he was He's just not been as productive as he was in his first year. And it might be because he's getting too many touches last year after Brees Hall went down. But So we might see a bit of a resurgence when he's uh, maybe a bit more healthy and getting less touches. He'll be more efficient. But I just think he's not got the same juice as he did in his rookie year. Um, and you'll see Brees obviously is taking over the backfield. And then guys like Abana Kanda come in. And obviously Zonovan Knight um, did really well when he came in. So I think there's a bit too many mouths to feed for him Fantasy wise, but he is on the block in RR. If anyone wants to give me a second round to for from,
0: so I just like to point I'm looking at Bob's roster, he has pretty much got the entire Jets back room. He's got Avenacanda, Carter, Brees Hall, <laughs> Sullivan. See, so he's covering all his bases. Obviously, he's, 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 he's got one good team. running back out of that. You get one good <laughs> running back out of that, surely. Like, I guess the whole bit which one do you start? But then he he has got Tony Pollard, he has got James Connor, and he's got uh so he's, he's got he's got on and Chubba Hubbard. So he's got quite a, quite a depth in there as well. So um, I guess you know, stucking up the room, just work out who does finish. You know, who is RB two or RB one uh, at the Jets will be uh, pretty quite quite handy towards the end. Um, I'm trying to see whoever else on this uh, Tyler Scott as well going in the seventh round. 705 to the uh the dragons i've got to say looking at looking at bob's conference when 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 he was offered to swap with Stuy, did he did he realize who he's up against week in week out on this the Eternals, <laughs> the tyrants
1: and the dragons yeah
2: brave man. I think he was brave. looking at
1: his roster i think he was looking at the roster <laughs> and thinking I, I like this roster a little bit better."
0: that, that, that he must look slightly white. That's, that's, he's a brave man taking on those three in his, in his, his
2: chapter i think the that's the thing though why not like i think um as ross just pointed out i think it's all it's all what you're working with not not who you're working against i think if you start focusing on on your opposition in in fantasy leagues that's when you do i think tend to drop the ball and uh and that's when you do tend to chase things that that, that you shouldn't be chasing i think um the team that that that, um, that Bob would have inherited, you could argue, was probably in a in a worse situation. But I think obviously Star was sort of fed up playing uh, playing bridesmaid in that chapter. That that he was ready for sort of uh, uh, a fresh new look in, in 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 the TT. So yeah, look, I think it's it's fallen into Bob's lap, and I think it'll be nice to see uh, see Bob ruffle a few feathers there in, uh, in chapter one.
0: I mean, it's, there's two, there's two serial winners in there, and the tyrants. So it's it's quite it's quite a tough, 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 tough. Well, I guess you can get yourself to third, right? Start off with and get past the. You say
2: serial third. winners. Andy's only ever won one title here. We need to slow down. Yeah, I think yeah. I think you'll find there's, been, that, there's that, been quite. A that's few, a distant a, memory a few, now.
0: There's quite a few titles held in England for memory, isn't there? I think John's won a couple. <laughs> right? I
2: think John's also only won one. I think it's Ian that's only won multiple. But I might stand to be corrected. This is uh, my knowledge of the main
0: league. and probably need to scrub up on it a bit. Right. Now, moving on to the greatest, the quickest, the most influential uh, of all the leagues, the <laughs> RR. Best to last. Um, as I said, I didn't have any picks, so I sort of just watched on an envy um, what to do. So, but again, I, I, looking at, you know, obviously Bijan... Obviously, apart from the TT, we had the first two picks anyway. He, he took BJ as number two instead of number one. He, he's, 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 you know, the consensus, up, you know, ADP one on there. Um, obviously, then Tyler took uh, CJ Stroud at number two over Richardson, over Bryce Young. There's a few, you know, obviously, I guess it was quite a tough to- choice when you were at 102. Um, is that something you didn't think you'd have done, Nate? Or.
2: Um, it's difficult because. I think, I think um, uh, Matty Warbacks will be over the moon to see Anthony Richardson there one three, but at the same time, I think Tyler's actually made the smart move here because I do think CJ Stroud is actually the safest of those three quarterbacks, and I just think although he obviously struggled in in one of those sort of tests, the mental test or whatever that he retook, and he was fine in the end or whatever. Um, I think there are concerns, there are genuine concerns on the size of Bryce Young. And look, we can all say um, generational talent and the other small quarterbacks, look at your Drew Breeses, look at your Kyler Murrays, whatever. But but they're very different to, to Bryce Young. Maybe Bryce Young obviously a bit more similar to someone like a Drew Brees, if that's the career he goes. But Drew Brees was still six foot. Like, we're talking about uh, Bryce Young, and I know this has been the narrative the whole of season, but there is something that worries me about Bryce Young, whereas CJ Stroud I feels a lot more the part. And I just think in Houston with D'Amico Ryan, I just think that he will be given a lot more time there to sort of achieve a franchise rebuild. And I also think, sneakily, I think being in that AFC South is, is is actually probably a little bit... Look, one's in the AFC South, one's in the NFC South. They're both two terrible divisions at the moment. But I just think that... I just... Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I went in thinking that I think CJ Stroud is the safest quarterback um, of those elite three. But I do think that Andrew Richardson has the highest ceiling. So I don't know. I think I think Tyler's played it safe, but I think Tyler will have a serviceable quarterback for years to come.
0: To play alongside uh, Goff, who he's got for yeah. the next ten years or something, I think contract wise in our league. Um Yeah, the top six, obviously, as we said, top seven are sort of fairly standard, just different people taking different different ones on there. Uh, the one that we discussed him earlier, Rishi Rice. I thought maybe he at the one twelve. I guess you know again the blitz team seem to, to pick the winners most of the time so maybe he knows something that i don't know or we don't know maybe he, he thinks he'll he'll you know fit straight into that system in kansas um the guy the guy i've really come out like from the whole draft sam laporta i think and everything we really were hearing since he's gone to the lions has it, been very positive and you know you can you one of these rare sort of tight ends having a good first season um I know Ross is not I'm a tight end that. fan, and I can see him shaking his hand. Well, I, uh well, yeah. I mean, I, I, and obviously, yeah. As, you, well, I, as we as we compete in another league, you know, I've just taken him, and I was very happy to take him, and I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of him now,
2: so that's fine. Right. Look, I think really, I think that's... I think realistically, we need to look at it because half the flipping offense is going to be suspended for betting so (laughs) there will be targets here for laporta at at early season and i think if he if he if he makes plays and if he stands out, then why not goff 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 was quite good was it with higby before stafford was in town i think Goff always had a bit of a a weird tight end fetish not the biggest ones but he found tight ends and i think i don't know look they, they, they they lost Hawkinson last season he obviously moved across which was a great move for him personally You had Almond Ross and Brown had an awesome season. Obviously, Jameson Williams was just coming good before he went and bet on something. Um, I think they're going to be targets there. You've lost DeAndre Swift now. You've got Jamal Gibbs, right? So you've got, um, obviously, David Montgomery as well. It's going to be an explosive offense, and I think Laporte is going to be productive, whether that's a tight end one. Who knows? Tight ends are such a a tough uh, landscape to project that it's not difficult to break into a tight in one position if you see the volume and it's all about volume and that offense is going to be playing catch up that defense is getting a little bit better but it's still going to concede 30 points a game probably so I don't know I think I think Laporte is going to be relevant it's just yeah, I'd, I'd, can he do it all on his own, or will it be an Bra- Ra- almond some Ross and Brown who's going to be a, a proper wide receiver? One, I don't, I don't know yet, but I, I like the
0: Yeah, I mean, look, looking at the, the, the Murder um, City Crunch draft, he's come away very strong from this. I guess obviously having enough sort of early picks gives you some good talent on there. So he sort of picked up a you know. Running backs, wide receivers. Obviously, he's taking a bit of a chance on Hendon Hooker in the end of the second. Um, but he's starting behind Aaron Rodgers and and Jordan Love um, on his roster. Um, obviously, Baker Mayfield's there as well. So he'll get a few games out of him, I guess, before they realise that he's not as good as everyone sort of thinks he is. Um, I think the the Puffins did some nice moves as well. I think they've brought in some some nice longer term talent. Um, also, we discussed Ross. Ross Obviously,
1: you've made your picks on it and I, you know, do you want to call it on your own picks or? Yeah, well, we've not really talked about Zay Flowers, but I got him at 109 and I was in, I didn't really make any trades this, this draft. I, I didn't have much capital, to be honest. Um, I don't have a future, I don't have a 2024 first and I didn't have many picks this year to package up. So I thought I'd just maybe stay and pick who was left of that tier. Cause like I said, I had my top nine guys. Um, and Zay Flowers was the one who dropped. And I think I'm, I'm being talked around to it. I don't know if it's just a confirmation bias now that he's a, he's on he's on the unicorns. I'm like, oh, actually, he's probably one of the better of the, the, the top wide receivers. Um, but yeah, so I didn't mind the, the Zay Flowers pick. And then I got Bigsby, who's one of my favourite guys here. At the end of the second, I think it's one of the, the highest he was picked in across the conferences. But I was happy with getting my guy. It was either between him or Ty J Spears. Um, but I went with, with Big Bigsby because I thought you get on the 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 field earlier, and I've already got Derek Henry. So having the Spears as a handcuff is actually counterproductive for me because I need more more guys who have the ability to be a a running back one. Um, and then a couple of late picks, uh, I got and Overshone, who I think uh, got a good path to opportunity. We'll see if that 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 comes up because I always picked. Well, third round linebackers they never seem to to come to fruition but and then BG Ogilary again taxi squad guy in the seventh round who I just liked I just like the talent so I'm betting on talent there but not many picks but I'm happy happy with what I came away with maybe get some um, impact in years one and two hopefully
2: yeah look I, I I like I like what you've done as you said there's not much capital there um but I agree, Zay Flowers sort of, um, as your as, as play there at the, at the one and nine. The only other sort of, the only other pick that some people have been going that early is someone like Dalton Kincaid. I don't know what tight ends you have, um, but again, it, it's, it's it's a high value. It, it's a lot of draft capital to invest in a rookie tight end. Uh, it doesn't matter how good the bloke is. Like look at someone like Kyle Pitts, and, and Kyle Pitts was only unfortunate due to an injury. But Kyle Pitts was a consensus sort of top four, top five pick um, in a lot of drafts two years ago. So I think it's 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 a high risk spending that much value. But yeah, I, th- I think Zay Flowers at the 109 is the best option there, unless unless you th- thought Zach Charbonnet was the guy to take away the job from Kenneth Walker. And uh, based on landing spot, I just don't think that's, that's the right play there. So... Unless I don't know if you're in a situation where you could have traded back from the one oh nine, but it sounds like you are a Zay Flowers guy. So to me, if you're a Zay Flowers guy, that's the pick to make.
1: Yeah, I thought that was it's maybe like, too big like, a drop off to, to trade back. And he was at the end of my tier, so I thought like that it was like a, a fall off a cliff after that. So yeah, I thought it'd stick and and take take the, the first round wide receiver rather than like a second round running back yeah. or or even worse. And,
0: also, yeah, you know, all the chat coming out of the Ravens at the moment is more passing game, more passing game. So perhaps there is more targets. I mean, obviously, obviously, ABJ's there, whether or not he's fit or not. I guess there is a few other, like you said, Bateman coming back and a few others. So we're interested to sort of see how you know he does fit into that system. He's not, he's not really a set tier in that that wide receiver room the last two seasons. So yeah, the, the to talent to up, up. To talk. Yeah,
2: yeah. Talking uh, about so, um, talking about sort of uh, Dalton Kincaid, what? Um, What's everyone's sort of thoughts on on Mike and the Gator's rebuild attempt? You had, had plenty of draft cap, although only one first round and then sort of two thirds, two fourths, one fifth, three sixths. What um what what Mike, what were your thoughts in your fellow chapter, what chapter twelve uh, uh um, rival?
0: Well, Mike seems to have a good eye for tight ends. The reason I sort of look at his, his roster over the last two years, he's had some very, very good tight ends on there. Kittle, he's still there. Um, Kelsey he had. Uh, he picked up he picked up um Luke Musgrave as well in the fourth. So he, he obviously he he's got a keen eye for tight uh, sort of tight ends. Um I think you know I think you know Mike will say obviously he sold a lot of players off last year and it is a, a slow sort of process. He has added some very good talented players on there. Um which you know, I think you know. Last year, he, he knew he was he was dropping down and wanted to rebuild it. So he, I, was, I guess, if I was Mike running the Gators, maybe having Donald and Stafford as only two sort of um, quarterbacks maybe a little bit worrying. Maybe maybe I might have gone for um, Levis uh, as he was still there at that point. But I guess Mike's got faith in playing Stafford and hopefully maybe Donald. Maybe Donald does get the start in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's talking Purdy versus Lance. Maybe Donald comes off off, off the uh, off the rails and, and wins that job. Um, he's still got a lot of talent on his on his roster as well. Some young players: Sky Moore, Chris Olave, Pittman. I think he's just he, he's trying to you know bulk up the offense and more, you know, maybe pick up a few sort of uh, gems on the, the defensive side. where you got Terry Wilson, Byron Young, it's, it's, and, um, trying a few other players he's picked up as well. With, um, uh, Jordan Battle, Brian, Brian Branch, as well. Good safety, I think. Um so yeah, it was a fourth rounder. So uh, he, he's he, obviously it's not an overnight thing, right? You can't he's not he's not yeah, rebuild in one in one draft. Um yeah, I think I think him, him and um Sean and the Puffins have, 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 have you know definitely pushed their teams up up from where they were sort of pre-draft with RFA as well. So um, I think probably quite a competitive chapter 12. Obviously, Corbyn's uh, Taken, uh, Corbin took Bryce Young, so he's got another, another good sort of QB coming through. It um, is a you know for, for the guy having no draft picks, watching everyone else add his young talent. If these guys guys come out and perform year one, my um, pushing all my my uh, draft picks into the hat early may backfire massively. But um, I guess we'll sort of see more on that. Um, but yeah, look, obviously you know Corbin's got a. Fairly strong QB room, running back room. He's got some good wide receivers. You know, Mark Andrews at tight end. He, he's he's building quite nicely. Um, Daniel uh, Bellinger of uh, the Giants, who had quite a good start to last season before he was injured. There's there's some you know I think Chapter Twelve you know quite tight this year. Um, but, you know anyone's anyone's there really to win it. Um, I like, think uh, as Ross said, it, it's, it's production, not just the names. Is these guys actually putting production out? So as much as he, these rookies are coming through. Maybe it's yeah. You know, we'll have to sort of sort of look into it a bit more from my side, and maybe review how I do things in the future. But the one, the twenty, the 2025 first and second may be up for grabs in the near future.
2: <laughs> yeah, get out, get out, get
0: out. Yeah, I don't like draft picks. I think this year, I think we're in six leagues. I've only drafted in two. <laughs> Everything's been sold off very early.
2: Yeah, look, I think it's it's. Yeah, some people like the, the sort of uh, the excitement around a draft and the prospects and doing the homework and sort of seeing what's coming. But as you say, the, some people prefer the tangible, Mike, and, and I think you've put together quite a quite a strong team there um, in the RR, and you've obviously you done pretty well to make it that competitive. I think the first year you narrowly missed out um on the on the top playoffs and but then you won i think the best of the rest and then mm-hmm. last year you made the playoffs for the first time so i don't know your team's looking strong but um that chapter 12 i would say you relatively lucky and you you've got two rebuild sides but you and corbin are going to be sort of at loggerheads um uh, for, for that chapter 12 title um and i think that's going to be an exciting sort of battle to watch um how do you feel about chapter 10 uh Ross after after the draft do you think because uh, the chapter 10 was one of if not one of the more competitive leagues or one of the more competitive chapters in in roster wars do you think your draft has left you in a better position relative to everyone else
1: uh, yeah combine that with the RFA I think I did a good job I sort of executed my game plan I got uh, a lot more talented on defense than RFA, and RFA I feel really good about that side of the ball um and then on offense i think i need a bit more depth but we'll see if any of these draft picks make an impact in year one um but i think i could definitely compete but i say that every year and every year it's um even more depressing but uh yeah it's, it's a difficult division i think maybe um rfa wasn't as kind to the pigskins because he had quite a lot of guys to protect um and yeah i wasn't a big fan of hadji's draft um but again, that's just when I'm, I'm not a big fan. It's just because he didn't pick players I like it doesn't mean that they're not going to be good. It's just players that I didn't really like that much. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But I, I fancy my chances. We'll just see if we can sustain and survive any injuries on the offensive side of the ball.
0: I'm just looking through Hadji's uh, picks. Now, he's, no, he's he had two tight ends, running back. Yeah, he's adding he's he's talent to what was there, but... As you say, if, he's, if, he, if these guys are not in your top fifteen, top twenty, or whatever, I guess people people view these in different ways. But obviously, Shelburne Char, I think it'd be a, a good pick. um and tight ends, oh, yeah. see Michael Michael Mar could be the interest. Mayer could be interesting one, right? And obviously, then you got Luke Schumacher in Dallas. I mean, if Dallas start going back to what he used to do with, I mean, you know, shoemaker's well, compared to. Uh,
1: yeah, the old he's
0: Jason Witten. He's a yes, yes. That's what. Yeah, so he, yeah, he, he's he's being labelled as the next Jason Witten. So it could be some interesting there. You also got Dawson Knox as well. So I think you know, your 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 um your chapter is very competitive. I mean, there's one point last year if you looked at some of the uh, the sort of uh, tables, you you all four of you could have got into the playoffs quite easily at some yeah. point. So it is a difficult difficult one to get out of. Um, a bit like sort of chapter one, I guess. So if someone comes knocking, Ross, are you going to transfer across to the
1: PP? Absolutely not. No, it's a worst worst <laughs> conference in a the world No, 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 stick no, in Chapter ten.
2: Let's uh, let's
0: <laughs> slow let's slow down on the hate mail. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm look, looking at Aaron, Aaron's roster's not bad. It, it's, it's a very good competitive not, division. Yeah. So I mean, you can't you can like you say it'll come down to some pretty like rough moves here and there. Who who's going to be you know lucky one week and get a you know stomping game for one of the running backs and wide receivers. So I mean yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't, I don't view in there. Obviously, as, as uh, I think the, the whole of the RR is very competitive. You, you know chapter 11s the same I mean obviously the blitz have been very dominant over years, but the Rottweilers and the, the Crunch was with their draft this year. Tyler's obviously a bit of a rebuild he's picked up he picked up some good players in RFA um as well as the draft. So yeah I think I think the whole of the is gonna be you know fun to watch this year. Um, and obviously we've got the thing that, you know Looking at some of these teams, and obviously I think D-Hop is on Hadji's team, I believe. Yeah, yeah, where his lands might be that could be quite interesting as well, um, for not just for Hadji but other teams. If he, if he if he joins the Ravens or or the Chiefs or something, yeah, obviously knock-on effects on some of the other players that have been drafted this year to be quite interesting. So I guess we'll see. Um, anything else, guys? Or should we get this wrapped up so let let people get back to their. Uh, back to work or driving to work or wherever they're listening or watching this
2: yeah I think that was good I think it was good to to just jump around the, the league in general and uh just go through the draft and what's been happening and who's been picking and who's been thinking and strategizing but yeah it's a bit of a, a lull now it's a bit of a slow period now everyone's just eagerly watching the OTAs and seeing what happens and and before you before you realize it's going to be uh contract allocations and, and, and more panic
0: Actually, that's not far off now. Yeah, start, start looking at the old spreadsheets again, working out how many years they've left and, and whatever <laughs> else. So, yes, yeah, the only plus that on I'm having no rookie picks. I don't have to work about how, how many years, years uh contract I've got to put in for them. <laughs> yeah,
2: just the RFA players. Yeah, definitely.
0: Definitely. Right, guys. So, thank you all for joining us. We'll, uh, we'll hope to reconvene soon and uh, take care. Cheers. Thanks, bye. You're Thanks, Thanks bye.
2: Roscoe.